Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And uh, we have got a brand new marketing partner today. We want to tell you about here Transmedia Worldwide. Go help these folks out today. It is an amazing GoFundMe campaign. Go over to gf.me slash u slash xwff2fz. It's a great GoFundMe page helping kids get back in shape after COVID-19. They need donations to get the franchising documentation finished and get these mobile fitness centers in every community in the USA. Help them out today over there at GoFundMe.com. Search Super Fit Kids Incorporated. Let's help everybody get into shape after COVID-19. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia worldwide. Help them out today. Go give them some of your hard-earned money today. Back on the big broadcast here on iHeartRadio, AMFM, 247.com, tune in, iTunes, the radio loyalty. We are back live here on Access Television. We have got a brand new marketing partner we want to tell you about today here at Transmedia Worldwide. As you can see on your screen, you can donate, folks. Check it out today. Experience the life of a wolf. Take control of the young wolf named Ucko. Born on the island of Sylvania, you have learned much of the ways of the world from your father. However, there is still much to learn. Ako is a named canine. He discovers his abruptly as he meets mankind. For the very first time, sees their wicked ways for himself. You will have to survive the wildlands and reclaim the island to restore the natural balance of the divine ecosystem of Sylvania. Check it out today. It's your story to tell. Set in the beautiful Isles of Sylvania, the time of tranquility is over. Man has landed on the shores and they are setting up camps all over the island. You decide to stalk your human prey and take them down silently one by one. Or you wish to use the power of fire to burn down the encampments sprawled across the land. Check it out today on kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Tale of the Wolf. Oh, that's right. This is an amazing, amazing story. Help them out today. Give them some of your hard-earned money today here on Transmedia Worldwide. Check it out today and give them some of your cash right now. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. An amazing, amazing new book. Check it out today, Amala, Life, Lockdown, Courageous Amala. Uh, that's right, Julia George is a small-town Indian female celebrity, an actor, singer, choreographer, and director. She has a few friends in India as well as the U.S. She was born on May 22nd and is an offbeat, multi-talented personality. She has launched an incredible book. It is out today. It is on Amazon. It is an amazing, amazing read. Go over and check out Amala, A Life on Lockdown, a courageous girl, Amala. She had to find her way out by Ms. Julia George. And tell them, you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. 
an incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide, a clothing line to raise awareness for staying indoors during this awful pandemic. The profits made by the clothing line will be put to good use to support the cause. Check out teespring.com. Search Stay Home, Stay Safe, Save Lives. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. A great new marketing partner with us today here on Transmedia Worldwide. It's kind of like a coronavirus COVID-19 update. And uh, before we get back into the big broadcast, we have got a great new marketing partner I want to tell you about today here at Transmedia Worldwide. You can find these folks. They are absolutely phenomenal. Wigwomen.com. Check out wigwomen.com. They sell a wide variety and a wide range of hair products from the human, Brazilian, and Malaysian hairs, wigs, along with mink eyelashes and beauty products. It's absolutely available over there at wigwomen.com. That's W-I-G-W-O-M-E-N.com. Wigwomen.com. These folks are making things happen. Go over and check out wigwomen.com. For the people in the cheap seats in the back, it's wigwomen.com. And tell them... You heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We are going to get a hold of... Uh, apparently we're going to get a hold of Sean Kennedy. Kennedy! Not to be confused with that Kennedy. Not Mr. Kennedy. Sean Kennedy. Uh, he will join us on the old Skipscape. Here in just a few seconds. As you hear the music of big psycho Sid Vicious in the background. Remember Sid Vicious? He was something else. He was something else, big Sid. Sid Vicious. Or something. I don't know. We'll get uh, Sean Kennedy in here. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Yep, nowhere to be found off and running and uh and what do i need to do here that i'm not already doing can you see me uh no you might be you might have to hit uh the the video button in the middle on the bottom there on the on the skype yep there we are perfect let me uh let me get my co-host in here hopefully his internet is back and uh (laughs) we will get this my background I love your background, by the way. That's you've funny. Got, you've got the... that's that's real. That's a real background. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you. Let's see if I can give. Oh, I can blur it. Oh. Oh yeah, you can blur it to where like you're the only per. You're. I don't see anything behind you, and it's just you. There's green screen stuff you can do. There's all sorts of shenanigans with this. Yeah, I've got. I'm I'm proficient <laughs> with Zoom, so I've got a number of of backgrounds on Zoom. But yes, but not yes. So <laughs> we are live here on iHeartRadio and also uh, AMFM247.com. 
And we've got a uh, great guest with us today. And uh, she joins us live. She has uh, a lot of expert insight here on this uh, on this topic. And uh, Joran Jenkinson is with us today. Now, Joran, um, you have got a fantastic book, War or Peace, Avoid the Destruction of Divorce Court. And uh, you are here today to talk about this topic. Um, an ER doctor lost custody uh, lost his custody battle due to uh, this COVID-19. Tell me about all this with uh, Dr. Teresa Green out of South Florida. Yeah, uh, kind of, uh, you know, you can read about it in the newspapers as well as I can. Kind of a shock to the community, I think, that... Um, that a husband, an ex-husband, went to the judge. Now, this is, they were sharing time 50-50. So she had the child, um, you know, as a small child, so it may not have been a week on, a week off. It was probably more like um, two days on, two days off, and then every other three-day weekend. But um, uh, he went to the judge and said, you know, she's an emergency room doc. And I don't think that uh, that it's right to expose my child to um, the virus. And uh, I want you to revoke her timesharing. And the judge suspended her timesharing. Which, by the wow. way, I have to add, now the news is out that uh, the appellate court has already stayed that uh, suspension. But, you know, I mean, what the heck? <laughs> This is a strange, strange uh, scenario, and you have dealt with a, a lot of different things like this in your past. Uh, you, you, you have done all sorts of things in, in the legal world. We, we talked about your book a, a little bit ago. Why should a judge be allowed to interfere, basically, in such a parenting decision here, such as divorces and, you know, and everything most, like that. Most judges, you make an excellent point. Most yeah. judges would, would say, you know, you're the parents, be the parents. Um, but sometimes when, uh, when people go to the judge with issues, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous what people will take to court. And I tell people, you know, 50% of first marriages end in divorce. 67% of second marriages end in divorce, 74% of third marriages end in divorce, and it's because nobody learns how to talk to each other when they're in court. Things just get worse and worse and yeah. worse. Um, if you learn to talk, then you learn to co-parent, and you talk these issues out, and you figure it out. I have parents who, um, during this virus, have suspended their own timesharing. Um, that was their choice, and nothing as egregious as an ER doc normal yeah. parents one of them is compromised the kids were home with him when he was when when the the quarantine was put into effect yeah and the mom said you know what they're with you now they shared 223 so she saw them every at least 3 days but she said no they're with you they'll stay with you and he's had them for 3 weeks um then he got called into work and he called her back and he said you know what they're making me come to work. I know I'm compromised, but you've been home, so I'm going to send them over to you, and you get them for the next three weeks, and then we'll see what happens. Now, yeah. these are two parents who don't get along, but they get along when it comes to the kids because they learned how to co-parent. They don't like each other, and I, you know, but but uh, it's just dramatically different when you can at least, for the sake of your children, talk these issues out 
Um, there are parents who are still sharing their time 50-50. We're all in quarantine, but um, we all have to go to the grocery store. So there's <laughs> yes. some exposure. Um, so really, you're going to say that you're not going to expose your kids to their other parent who is being just as careful as you are? That's insane. And to ask a judge to interfere in your life so minutely is crazy. And many judges will tell you that. They'll tell you, don't, don't bother me with issues like that. Come to me with the big issues, but you really should be able to do this yourself. We have got a great guest with us today. Now, uh, Ms. Jenkins is a, a trial attorney with 40-plus years of courtroom experience. She's got a private practice at Open Palm in Tampa, where she uh, concentrates on the uh, courtless practice of family law. Uh, your, your book here, War or Peace, Avoid the Destruction of Divorce Court, uh, it covers the horror stories of divorce along with mutual splits. And uh, you can get your copy on Amazon as well as uh, great bookstores across the country and around the world. So, um, John, sitting here listening to uh, to our guest, uh, do you have any uh, questions for before we get into the book here? Um, you were talking about it was like your attorney with like divorces and stuff and everything. What do you think is the hardest part? Like when people have prenuptials, do you think it's harder to keep it in, you know, enforced? Do you? find that lots of times people get around it. What, what's your opinion on that? Wow, that is such a great question. You know, what's funny is we're doing more prenups than ever. Um, young people seem to be more wary. You know, we've been raised where our parents have been through the divorces. Yeah. I was seven when my parents divorced and I never saw my father again, period. Wow. Um, kind, of, kind of a shocking, and I'm not alone. I was at breakfast one day with seven other professional people um, and I told that story and three of them looked at me and said oh my god that happened to me too one of them didn't see his dad and two of them didn't see their moms so uh, you know in my generation that is not an uncommon theme um, you get divorced in court and you stop having any relationship whatsoever and the kids stop having any relationship so those kids are doing the prenup thing I'm doing a post-nup with someone right now. They just got married. They couldn't wait for us to get the prenup done, um, but they're still doing the post-nup. But we're doing them uh, using the collaborative process because people, know, when they're getting married, people know they want to be nice. They want to be kind. They want to be gentle. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, trying to protect their assets. They were they were divorced once before, often. Um, and so now they're trying to protect their assets or they're trying to protect the kids from their earlier relationship or, you know, it's parents saying, no, 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 uh, you might get divorced. I've been divorced and I have this inheritance that you're going to get and I want to make sure that uh, that it's protected. So they're being forced to um, have a prenup and we're doing them collaboratively. So it's much easier on everybody to do it that way. Whether you can enforce them, they're pretty enforceable. They are, now I've turned some over, but it's been because they were coerced under the circumstances. You know, if someone hands you a prenup the day before you're supposed to have this big wedding, $60,000 wedding, that's not going to go over really well <laughs> 10 years later when you get divorced and the court's yes. going to, you know, revoke it. So there are rules for getting prenups signed. We usually videotape them to show us asking the questions. Are you on drugs? Are you, if yeah. you're on if you're regularly on drugs, have you taken your drugs today? You got to make sure that people are in their right minds, um, that they have counsel, that they had the opportunity to see a lawyer. So yeah, there are all those 
we now do them pretty carefully. And uh, we have got a brand new marketing partner today. We want to tell you about here, Transmedia Worldwide. Go help these folks out today. It is an amazing GoFundMe campaign. Go over to gf.me slash u slash xwf f2fz. It's a great GoFundMe page helping kids get back in shape after COVID-19. They need donations to get the franchising documentation finished and get these mobile fitness centers in every community in the USA. Help them out today over there at GoFundMe.com. Search Super Fit Kids Incorporated. Let's help everybody get into shape after COVID-19. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia worldwide help them out today go give them some of your hard-earned money today back on the big broadcast here on iHeartRadio, amfm 247.com tune in itunes the radio loyalty we are back live here on access television we have got a brand new marketing partner we want to tell you about today here at transmedia worldwide as you can see on your screen you can donate, folks. Check it out today. Experience the life of a wolf. Take control of the young wolf named Ucko. Born on the island of Sylvania, you have learned much of the ways of the world from your father. However, there is still much to learn. Ucko is a named canine. He discovers his abruptly as he meets mankind. For the very first time, sees their wicked ways for himself. You will have to survive the wildlands and reclaim the island to restore the natural balance of the divine ecosystem of Sylvania. Check it out today. It's your story to tell. Set in the beautiful Isles of Sylvania. The time of tranquility is over. Man has landed on the shores and they are setting up camps all over the island. You decide to stalk your human prey and take them down silently one by one. Or you wish to use the power of fire to burn down the encampments sprawled across the land. Check it out today on Kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Tale of the Wolf. Oh, that's right. This is an amazing, amazing story. Help them out today. Give them some of your hard-earned money today here on Transmedia Worldwide. Check it out today and give them some of your cash right now. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. An amazing, amazing new book. Check it out today. Amala, Life Lockdown, Courageous Amala. Uh, that's right. Julia George is a small town Indian female celebrity. An actor, singer, choreographer, and director. She has a few friends in India as well as the U.S. She was born on May 22nd and is an offbeat, multi-talented personality. She has launched an incredible book. It is out today. It is on Amazon. It is an amazing, amazing read. Go over and check out Amala, A Life on Lockdown, A Courageous Girl, Amala. She had to find her way out by Ms. Julia George. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide, a clothing line to raise awareness for staying indoors during this awful pandemic. The profits made by the clothing line will be put to good use to support the cause. Check out teespring.com. Search Stay Home, Stay Safe, Save Lives. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. It's the Sunday Radio Broadcast live here on The Mix on Tuesdays. Also, get more information, J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com, the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast, each and every Sunday on The Mix. 
on Tuesdays. And of course, you can check out our website, JiggyJagwire.com, for more information. Podcasts each and every day. Check us out on iHeartRadio, too. We've got a great new marketing partner we'll tell you about today here at Transmedia Worldwide Project. Nuntius. Oh, that's right. Spencer Pierce is organizing this fundraiser. It is initiating Project Nuntius. Any money collected is to be directly invested into a project to accelerate growth. This is a call for recruitment. Only the biggest and most one open upon us will be accepted. We stand against evil in every way and will do whatever it takes to free us from its grasp. We stand for love, liberty, justice, freedom, truth, and that is all that is good. Check it out today. It is an absolutely amazing GoFundMe campaign. Check out Project Nuntius. Do it today at G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Project Nuntius. N-U-N-T-I-U-S. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia. Worldwide. Go give them some of your hard-earned money today. But I had a legal malpractice case years ago where um, the guy did a really poor job with the prenup. And the woman would have gotten a million dollars if the prenup had been good. But we got it turned over, and then I went back to the lawyer for um, $43 million that the guy lost because of the bad prenup. So that was an interesting case. Settled. Holy smokes. Sweet. <laughs> so, so tell us about this, uh, this book here, my friend, War or Peace. That, 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 it, it's a heck of a read. Tell me and John about the book here. Well, it was a fun, it was a fun book to write. Um, it's a funny thing because I now really proselytize the idea that collaborative lawyers and other professionals need to write a book because that's really how we're getting the word out that the collaborative process is a better alternative than going to court. Yeah. So you talked about how I don't like to go to court and I loved going to court. Don't get me wrong. Court was fun. I got to be the white knight coming charging in and save the day and make a million dollars. And you know, that was, I love to make new law, but when you, when your practice morphs into a family law practice, I was doing commercial litigation when it morphs into family law and you see what it does to families, nobody wins in court. In fact, let me put it this way. If you're a family and you're getting divorced in court, nobody, it's not that nobody wins, it's that everybody loses. It's really that bad. Um, And so we're pushing this idea that a collaborative approach is better. A collaborative approach, we deal with the emotional issues, not just the legal and the financial. And quite frankly, a divorce is more financial and emotional than it is legal. It's really, there's very little legal to it. I tell people, your family is unique. I don't care if the guy next door has the same job you do and the same number of kids. Your family's not the same as his family. But all a judge can do is a cookie-cutter divorce for you. He has to do what the legislature tells him to do. And your family deserves a unique resolution to your issues. And you can only get that in um, a courtless process. Fantastic. Now, uh, your your book here has been doing uh, extremely well. Uh, What's been some feedback you've gotten on the book? Well, it's interesting because um, I think that most authors, and of course I'm really only speaking for myself, but I think that most authors um, think that their book is nothing special. Um, But the feedback that I get from everyone who reads it, so it's read by collaborative professionals 
who are interested in what I have to say because I have yeah. a lot of experience in collaboration. Yes. But it's also, I wrote it for my clients. I wrote it for my consults. I give it away to them because I want them to understand their choices. I want them to understand all the different choices they have for courtless and why it's always going to be better than litigation. So that's why you have the horror stories in there. This is what litigation looks like. And those the, I handled those cases. Those actually happened. Those people were in my office crying and tearing their hair out and dealing with, you know, having their custody revoked because they are a dedicated ER doctor. Um, and so uh, it, it's written for clients. And the feedback I get is that uh, it's interesting. It's timely. It's an easy read. It's a very quick read. Um, yeah. but it also talks about the substance. So it's not just the stories. Three quarters of it is stories, but they're only illustrations of what the substance is explaining, which is the role of the lawyer in collaborative, the role of the, um, the facilitator, because we use facilitators and no other process uses facilit facilitators. We can use mediators, but that role is different. We, um, use financial professionals. So everyone is in their expertise, doing what they do best. Lawyers aren't trying to do financial stuff, which we do in court a yeah. lot of the times. And we shouldn't be doing that. Why are you paying $500 an hour to have me do your financial affidavit when your CPA can do it for 250 right? <laughs> right? Yes. So, yes. I mean, I, I have these discussions all the time, but they're in the book. I, and so I, it's really, it, it's easy. I, I think a lot of people don't understand... <laughs> How much money they blow on things, like you just said right there. You know, judges tell clients all the time, you're spending your kids' college education. And and if they're already in court, they're probably not listening. I had a courtroom divorce that lasted five years. Um, grandpa was funding it. When Grandpa died, it went away. So we had we settled that we we um, got a final judgment. We went to trial, got a final judgment, and there were four appeals by Dad. I was representing Mom. Yeah. Grandpa was funding everything, and he was also a lawyer, so he was writing a lot of stuff too. And we could always tell when he'd written something because it was in a different font, and it was it was weird. It was always weird. <laughs> um, yes. And in the middle of the fourth appeal, he passed away, and, wow. and I didn't know he'd passed away, but it went quiet. All of a sudden, everything was quiet. And I said to my client, what's going on? And she went back to her son, came home from a visit and said, Grandpa died. And then we knew. And it really, it just, it stopped. The litigation stopped because it was Grandpa who was pushing it, not Dad. Yeah. Which is awful. Well, I, I remember... Uh couple years ago uh my, my myself and the uh, and 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 uh my lovely tag team partner mr ross long were in court with uh the local television station in salina and we were the uh our lawyer detected halfway through that uh not the person who was bringing the case against us but the person that was helping to fund things uh, essentially was writing everything and she thought she was so smart she was writing things like the plaintiff and all these other things <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah i yeah. i completely understand the whole you you but know someone else is doing this, in a divorce case you have this ghost chorus yeah and you don't know what the ghost chorus is saying what they're doing we also call them the greek chorus 
Um, it's, it's often it's grandparents who have a vested interest in those grandchildren. Yes. Um, often it's the new girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. Um, now in my case, I tried to get the court to award attorney's fees to my client by the grandpa and the court wanted to do it and couldn't figure out how to do it legally and so we we lost that. He said in his order that he knew that it would make sense to do it and he wanted to do it, but he could not. He was afraid to step out of his comfort zone, which is unfortunate because uh, it would not have been new law. It we, we never had a family law case where that had happened, but you've seen it in commercial cases. Oh, yeah. Where, where the insurance company gets tagged for the fees because they're the ones who refuse to settle even though they weren't the ones who were sued. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of thing, right? So yeah, yeah, it's a fascinating. I'll tell you, the divorce practice, and I, like I said, I've done legal malpractice. I've done um, breach of contract, commercial litigation, bankruptcy practice. I have yes. a very, very varied experience. And the divorce practice, and I now restrict my practice to divorce because it's, so much more reward, rewarding for me. It really is. Helping families is huge. I had one guy come out of his divorce. It was a collaborative divorce. This guy wasn't even my client. He was the husband. And he said, I came out of my divorce a better person. My client, his wife, said, I learned to listen to my husband again. It just sounds different when someone else says the same thing he says. And how many times has that happened to us in an argument? You know, we're in an argument with our spouse or whatever. Yeah. And we don't realize we're really not hearing what he's trying to tell us. Yes. And then afterwards, maybe it occurs to us and we go, Oh God, why did I, why did I not see what he was trying to say? (laughs) Or, you know, your daughter comes to you and said, I heard you. And you know, what he was trying to tell you was not that you didn't, you didn't get it right. So it happens all the time in real life and it happens in divorce all the time. So John, uh, sitting here and uh, and 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 listening to our guest, who uh, by by the way, no wonder you're 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 an award-winning family lawyer and award-winning legal strategist because just you orating, just that that last thing was pretty impressive there, my friend. But uh, John, John, jump in there, my friend. Um, this is gonna maybe sound a little bit weird here, but I've always sit there and said and thought that women make the best judges and women make the best lawyers because they will actually listen to what's going on. Men have a habit of being very concrete and not wanting to hear everything. Whether they use it or not, women listen to everything. And that's the reason I always thought that. You're referring to something that I think Carl Jung talked about and Virginia Woolf wrote about. So this is a stereotype. But stereotypes are based in reality, right? So women have a tendency to see the big picture. Men have a tendency to focus. And uh, we have got a brand new marketing partner today. We want to tell you about here, Transmedia Worldwide. Go help these folks out today. It is an amazing GoFundMe campaign. Go over to gf.me slash u slash xwf f2fz. 
It's a great GoFundMe page helping kids get back in shape after COVID-19. They need donations to get the franchising documentation finished and get these mobile fitness centers in every community in the USA. Help them out today over there at GoFundMe.com. Search Super Fit Kids Incorporated. Let's help everybody get into shape after COVID-19. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia worldwide help them out today go give them some of your hard-earned money today back on the big broadcast here on iHeartRadio, amfm 247.com tune in itunes the radio loyalty we are back live here on access television we have got a brand new marketing partner i want to tell you about today here at transmedia worldwide as you can see on your screen you can donate, folks. Check it out today. Experience the life of a wolf. Take control of the young wolf named Ucko. Born on the island of Sylvania, you have learned much of the ways of the world from your father. However, there is still much to learn. Ucko is a named canine. He discovers his abruptly as he meets mankind. For the very first time, sees their wicked ways for himself. You will have to survive the wildlands and reclaim the island to restore the natural balance of the divine ecosystem of Sylvania. Check it out today. It's your story to tell. Set in the beautiful Isles of Sylvania. The time of tranquility is over. Man has landed on the shores and they are setting up camps all over the island. You decide to stalk your human prey and take them down silently one by one. Or you wish to use the power of fire to burn down the encampments sprawled across the land. Check it out today on Kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Tale of the Wolf. Oh, that's right. This is an amazing, amazing story. Help them out today. Give them some of your hard-earned money today here on Transmedia Worldwide. Check it out today and give them some of your cash right now. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. An amazing, amazing new book. Check it out today. Amala, Life Lockdown Courageous Amala. Uh, that's right. Julia George is a small-town Indian female celebrity. An actor, singer, choreographer, and director. She has a few friends in India as well as the U.S. She was born on May 22nd and is an offbeat, multi-talented personality. She has launched an incredible book. It is out today. It is on Amazon. It is an amazing, amazing read. Go over and check out Amala, A Life on Lockdown, A Courageous Girl, Amala. She had to find her way out by Ms. Julia George and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide, a clothing line to raise awareness for staying indoors during this awful pandemic. The profits made by the clothing line will be put to good use to support the cause. Check out teespring.com. Search Stay Home, Stay Safe, Save Lives. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Welcome back. Talk America Live each and every Saturday. Sunday radio broadcast with the Twitch live stream each and every Sunday and the mix on Tuesdays if you miss us live. Also, Monday through Friday on Spotify, TalkShoe, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, iHeartRadio as well. Find us online at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. We have got a fabulous brand-new marketing partner we want to tell you about right now here on our world-famous Cheeky Check Wire radio broadcast, Indiegogo.com. Gluco 
Quantum, your partner in diabetes management. Uh, that's right. This comes from I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Team Quantum with you today. The most comprehensive, non-invasive blood glucose and metabolic health monitor in the market today. And these folks are absolutely phenomenal. And they've got it for you here. Let's talk a little bit about this. Gluco. Quantum is an award-winning, innovative, portable, personal, affordable, non-invasive, wireless, self-measuring blood glucose monitor for home use. Their revolutionary technology is winning awards across the board, and they want you to go over and help them fund this project at indiegogo.com. Search Gluco Quantum, your partner in diabetes management, and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide go over and help them out today give them some of your hard-earned money today focus on the trees so we see the forest you guys see the trees men have a tendency to go okay a b c d women go well yeah that's a through z i see the whole thing right so we're very synthetical men are analytical and that's totally stereotyped. So there's so many people who don't fit in the mold, but there's a reason that there's a stereotype and it is because so many people do fit that mold. And I don't disagree with you. I think mm-hmm. women, uh, in my experience, generally, I went into court one day, uh, you're going to love this story. I went into court one day, brand new client, first hearing in front of the judge is a family law hearing. And the judge walked in, he'd just become a judge like a couple of weeks before. And he said, um, you guys have great lawyers. Uh, Jordan and I have worked against each other, so I know she's a great lawyer. I was a commercial litigator, so was she. And um, but I don't, I don't know much about family law. But how hard can it be? I have a family. <laughs> oh my God! How hard can it be? I've got a family. And so this let me tell family. you that my client settled that case. Uh, it wasn't even a month later he settled the case. She settled. They both settled because when a judge, I mean, I don't think the judge did it on purpose, but it was a very effective settlement strategy. Tell everybody you don't know anything about family law and they're <laughs> going to go, oh, my God. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that fantastic. Was a male judge. I guess that was my point. That was a male judge. And I'm, I'm guessing that a, a woman would have been so quick to say something that dumb. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> this is a uh, fabulous conversation today here on our big program. And uh, Jorn Jingenson with us today. Now, tell us about this uh, this book here. Because uh, I'll tell you, this, this is a, a great read. What was your, your writing process here? Oh, my God, you guys are so good at asking questions. So um, I graduated from Yale when I was 19 years old with a degree in English. And I went to my stepdad and I said, what the heck am I going to do? I don't have a plan. I don't know what to do. He (laughs) goes, go to law school. It'll be fun. You'll learn stuff. It's good. I didn't want to be a school teacher, so I went to law school. Um, My mother always said, no, 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 you're going to be a novelist. And I always said, and I'm quoting because I said it so frequently, mom, I don't have a book in me. I don't have a book in me. And then I was in the middle of teaching law school. I got uh, uh, 
Stetson wooed me and, and I quit my job and I went to teach trial, <laughs> trial practice because I was a trial lawyer. That's what I did. That's what I was known for. And I'm teaching trial practice and Lexus comes to me and says, we think you should write a book. So, okay, I'm a law professor. You're expected to write. I wrote a book called, get this, Florida Civil Motions Practice. Not the greatest read in the world. In fact, <laughs> it, it was forms and it was um, trial strategy. And, but it was, you it know, is. it was a pretty boring book. Um, okay, fast forward 20 years and I'm doing this collaborative stuff. And nobody knows what collaborative practice is. Nobody knows what collaborative dispute resolution is or a collaborative divorce. And I think to myself, because I'm pretty smart, um, maybe we should have more books out there. And That's awesome. I, looked, I looked at my pile of stuff. This is not, not how most people write their books. I looked at the blogs that I had written. I looked at the cases that I had handled, the memos of law that I had written, the demand letters that I had sent. The, I looked at all my, and you know, you as a lawyer, you have those cases that stand out and you keep the files, you protect the files. So I did a transgender divorce 15 years ago. Wow. I kept that file. Those types of files that stand out in your mind the grandfather divorce. I kept that file because, oh yeah. my gosh, talk about material. <laughs> so if you think about it, I had the book already written. What I had to do was put it in a pile, sort through it, organize it, figure out where the holes were, write the holes up, um, turn the blogs into longer pieces, into chapters. And actually, when I got done doing that, I had two books. So that's how War or Peace... <laughs> And I never saw my father again. I wrote those two books in four months. Crazy, right? And wow. I didn't have a book in me, but I wrote those two books in four months. And then after that, it was hard to stop writing. So I produced a book on marketing your collaborative practice. I produced a book on managing your collaborative practice. And I produced a book on um, starting a pro bono collaborative divorce project. And those are all big books. Those are textbooks, basically, for, for professionals. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And then my husband said to me, Joran, could you stop writing books, please? I'd like to have a, I'd like to have a relationship with you or, you know, things aren't going to go well for us. So I stopped writing books. And I helped other people write books. So we've got two anthologies out there and a couple of other books that I've produced along the way. But those are the books I've written. <laughs> awesome. Well... John, what 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 do you make of this? She's uh, pretty she's, amazing. Oh yeah, I think she's great. But I mean, I like the fact that at the end of her story, she was talking about her husband. I'm sure she just kind of put him in check, going, you know, it wouldn't be good for you if we did separate. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Well, you have to understand, both my husband and I have been divorced in court. So when I tell clients, look. I understand where you're coming from. I never tell clients I know how they feel because you never know how someone feels. And that's not fair. That's yeah. taking something away from them, I think. But, but I know where you're coming from because I've been divorced in court. When I went to a lawyer, it was, uh, oh gosh, it was 30 years ago. Oh my gosh, it was 30 years ago, 31 years ago. And I said, I need a divorce. And he said, fine, I'll file a petition. And I said, what? 
I have to go to court to get divorced. I didn't have to go to court to get married. Now, mind you, I'm a lawyer. You would think I would know that, but I was not a divorce lawyer. And I was shocked that I had to go to court. So when I learned about this collaborative stuff, it did not surprise me because I know divorces are emotional and financial. They're not really legal. But my husband and I have both been through the court system. His divorce was horrible. Mine was fine, but his was horrible. And it's one of the reasons that I believe so strongly in the collaborative process. Because um, he went through 10 years of post-divorce, post-divorce litigation. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So not fun. I can imagine. <laughs> well, you know, the, trick, the trick in collaboration, and nobody really talks about this so much, but I do with my clients. The trick is to figure out what your real goals are. What are your real goals? And if you want to, um, if you want to make your spouse's life hell, then I'm not your lawyer. Because if that's your goal, you can find any number of lawyers who will do that for you. Oh, yeah. Um, I have clients all the time who tell me I want the house. And I say to them, I'm not sure that it's really the house you want. I think it's probably, let's talk about this. Is it the security? Is it the neighborhood? Because you want your kids to, you know, not be disrupted. Do you want them to have the same friends? Because maybe there's another, maybe there's a condo that is, you're better able to afford nearby. We talk about all of those, those possibilities. She loves having her home office and that's why she wants the house. Well, there are other houses that have home offices. <laughs> um, I've had so many clients in divorces, courtroom divorces. I got them the house. They wanted the house. I got them the house. They came back to me years later because I stay in touch with my clients, a lot yeah. of them. And they said, you know, I wish I had listened to you because I let the house go in foreclosure. I had to give it up in a bankruptcy. I couldn't really afford it. You were right. And so when we focus clients on their goals, on their real goals, we can actually get them what they really want. What, not what they want in the moment, what they want when they're stressed, when they hate their ex, soon to be ex, um, but what they want long term. So what do you want your life to look like in five years? Oh, well, that's a different question. Let's look at that, right? That's awesome. Uh, well, I guess before we let you go, how do we find you online, get the book, everything? Oh, my gosh. So... Um, my practice, uh, my law practice is open palm law because an open palm holds more than a closed fist. That's, and, that's pretty damn cool. And uh, my marketing materials are at jorinjenkins.com. So I, um, I uh, help other collaborative professionals write their books and learn their pitches and learn how to present and do all that. And get guys like you to call me to be on your radio show <laughs> and call them to be on your radio show. So that's at jorinjenkins.com, two websites. Oh, and then there's Open Palm Press, which is my publishing place. That's fantastic. Well, uh, <laughs> you, are, you are pretty damn amazing. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, I've learned a heck of a lot today, and I definitely want to do this again, my friend. Thanks for uh, Thank so joining much. me and Thank John so today here on Skype, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Ever so pleasure. You made me laugh a lot. This has <laughs> been good for my adrenaline levels. I'm going to go do a whole bunch of work, but I'm not going to write another book. <laughs> I have that effect on women and making you laugh a lot. That's about it. But <laughs> don't, don't say that. I, people ask me oh, why I, I marry this guy, and I tell them it's because he makes me laugh. 
See, I've got hope then. Okay, cool. I like you. <laughs> well, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it. Thank you. And, uh, Bye, guys. There she goes. Uh, we are going to take a timeout. We have got uh, Don Mazzella. The great Don Mazzella going to join us. The biggest star in the business. And uh, we have got a brand new marketing partner today. We want to tell you about here, Transmedia Worldwide. Go help these folks out today. It is an amazing GoFundMe campaign. Go over to gf.me slash u slash xwf f2fz. It's a great GoFundMe page, helping kids get back in shape after COVID-19. They need donations to get the franchising documentation finished and get these mobile fitness centers in every community in the USA. Help them out today over there at GoFundMe.com. Search Super Fit Kids Incorporated. Let's help everybody get into shape after COVID-19. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia worldwide help them out today go give them some of your hard-earned money today back on the big broadcast here on iHeartRadio, amfm 247.com tune in itunes the radio loyalty we are back live here on access television we have got a brand new marketing partner we want to tell you about today here at transmedia worldwide as you can see on your screen you can donate, folks. Check it out today. Experience the life of a wolf. Take control of the young wolf named Ucko. Born on the island of Sylvania, you have learned much of the ways of the world from your father. However, there is still much to learn. Ucko is a named canine. He discovers his abruptly as he meets mankind. For the very first time, sees their wicked ways for himself. You will have to survive the wildlands and reclaim the island to restore the natural balance of the divine ecosystem of Sylvania. Check it out today. It's your story to tell. Set in the beautiful Isles of Sylvania. The time of tranquility is over. Man has landed on the shores and they are setting up camps all over the island. You decide to stalk your human prey and take them down silently one by one. Or you wish to use the power of fire to burn down the encampments sprawled across the land. Check it out today on kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Tale of the Wolf. Oh, that's right. This is an amazing, amazing story. Help them out today. Give them some of your hard-earned money today here on Transmedia Worldwide. Check it out today and give them some of your cash right now. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. An amazing, amazing new book. Check it out today. Amala, Life Lockdown, Courageous Amala. Uh, that's right. Julia George is a small town Indian female celebrity. An actor, singer, choreographer, and director. She has a few friends in India as well as the U.S. She was born on May 22nd and is an offbeat, multi-talented personality. She has launched an incredible book. It is out today. It is on Amazon. It is an amazing, amazing read. Go over and check out Amala, A Life on Lockdown, A Courageous Girl, Amala. She had to find her way out by Ms. Julia George. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide, a clothing line to raise awareness for staying indoors during this awful pandemic. The profits made by the clothing line will be put to good use to support the cause. Check out teespring.com. Search Stay Home, Stay Safe, Save Lives. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast in Boulder to Boulder on TuneIn. 
iTunes, Radio Loyalty, of course, Stitcher, and you can find us each and every day over there at JiggyJigwire.com. And uh, find us on the mix on Tuesdays. If you miss the Sunday show live, Twitch live stream as well, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and everything else. Let's talk to you a little bit about one of our brand new marketing partners here at Transmedia Worldwide. These folks, absolutely phenomenal. It is a great Indiegogo campaign. Check out I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Type in serialism. Serialism's mission is to bring back the feeling of the Saturday morning you've experienced as a kid. Our cafe will focus on serving cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Not only will we be carrying popular brands, but limited edition, seasonal, and cereal favorites from all across the world. Get more information online at indiegogo.com. Search Serialism. It's a custom cereal cafe, a place for everyone to relax and indulge in your favorite cereals. Check it out today at I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O dot com. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your hard-earned money today. Back here on our Sunday radio broadcast, we are live coast-to-coast, border-to-border on TuneIn. iTunes, Radio Loyalty, of course, Spotify, and you can find us on TalkShoe each and every day. J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-O-A-R dot com. iHeartRadio as well. We have got a great new musical showcase that we want to play for you today. Andre Pintkin and Christina Novelli talking to you. Andre Pitkin and Promo Party Label present to you a new, just amazing positive track. Talking to you! It was recorded together with Christina Novelli, a popular British vocalist and composer. Friends, download this in the online stores worldwide. Listen, comment, and dance right now here in our big program. Take me to a distant star Make me feel like I'm dreaming Bodies moving in the dark Give me that rushing feeling So every word you say Yeah, it pulls me closer No one can stand in our way Tonight, talking to you Cause nobody can hold me quite like you do I'll keep it to myself when I'm talking to you
Look at that. I got some Motley Crue. Why does my Facebook Live videos always go to Teddy Hart? What is going on there? Teddy Hart. The great Teddy Hart, that guy. Welcome back to the world famous Chicky Jaguar Radio broadcast, coast to coast, to Bola to Bola. All over the place. I think Peter is getting ready to come up and say hello. Illegal perv magnet. That's awesome. Okay. We are going to get a hold of the biggest startup business. I don't know if he's the biggest star in the business. He might be the biggest star in the business. Call our next guest. Took the number to lock off. So I know that's gonna... Mike. Hey, Mike. How are you? It's James Logan. Me, you call for your radio interview. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How you doing? Pretty good, actually. Wow. Give me a couple seconds here. I gotta find our fine feathered friends and uh, bring them into the conversation here. And uh, once I do that, we will be off and running here. And. Uh, Sounds good to me. We have got a, a great guest uh, going to join us here in just a few seconds and uh, going to be talking about all sorts of different topics today. And I think we've got Don Mazzella. Don and John. Look at that. Don, Don Mazzella. He's, he's got a white background. He, he could be green screening if he wanted to later. He could put the Eiffel Tower behind him or something. Uh <laughs> And uh, we have got our guest, and uh, Michael, go ahead and give us a, uh, give give me and the boys a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Well, sure. So uh, I'm the president of the uh, Central Park South Civic Association, and uh, we're a fairly new group, um, residents of New York City, not very happy with a lot of the things that our uh, politicians are doing in the city. Uh, probably the, the biggest thing that we're really upset about is how just out of control, the homeless crisis has gotten in the city over the last uh, three to four years. It's a, it's a complete yes. disaster, and uh, we've really been fighting with the city on this, and now it's even become a worse disaster with the coronavirus. I mean, I, I was just reading an article uh, with San Francisco where 60, 70 percent of the homeless in shelters have the coronavirus. I, it, there's no numbers in New York City, but I'm willing wow. to bet the numbers are even higher there. It's a complete mess right now. So, uh, Don, jump oh. in there. I know you've probably got some questions for our guest. <laughs> well, questions and observations. Um, I, I live in New Jersey just across the GW Bridge. And uh, when I go into, uh, I'm a member of the Union League Club, and walking from, to, from, a park, from the Port Authority to, uh, to the club when I could, and right now we can't, obviously, um, you, you literally had to step over the homeless 
and uh, it, it has gotten really bad. And the, the city council, the, the city council, whatever they call themselves, have, have done very little about it. And uh, I'm glad somebody's at least trying to do something. Uh, what can we do outside of New York to help you? Well, I mean, it's it's really it's it's really just a lot of fighting with the uh, the politicians right now. I mean, um, they're they just don't want to touch the they don't want to get involved with the homeless situation at all. I mean, we have a situation, you know, right now where uh, in the subways you have uh, homeless people that are sleeping in all the different subway cars, and you have essential workers that are traveling to get to their jobs, uh, get into the hospitals where they work. And uh, obviously, there's no social distancing at all, you know, from, from the homeless on these subways. And so yeah. they're at their great risk, and, and I'm sure they already have. A lot of people have probably caught the virus from the people that are the homeless that are on the trains. And uh, it's a very dangerous situation. We've been trying to get the mayor and the governor of New York to shut the subways down at this point because it's, what good is it if you have people on, that are on the subway catching this virus? Um, what, I, what I find pretty scary is that... Um, about 263,000 people have caught the virus in New York, uh, throughout New York State, most of wow. which are in New York City. You have 15,000 deaths. And, um, you know, the, a lot of the people that have caught the virus have probably caught it on the subways. And if you yeah. look at New Jersey, New Jersey has 99,000 cases of it. And, you know, you have a lot of people in New Jersey that work in New York City that take the subways, probably have caught it from there as well. So the yep. city has completely dropped you know, drop the ball on, on doing anything here. And it's, it's, it's a real shame. I mean, you know, I mean, you need to, you need to have people that are, that voice their concerns over, um, you know, that they, that they don't accept the fact that the city abandons homeless people, leaves them on the streets, leave them to defecate on the streets, making it more dangerous for people, making a greater probability that someday down the road, there could be a virus caused by that. And uh, yep. we need to, we need people, more people need to get involved and, and they need to be heard. That's, that's how you really, and you vote, you got to vote, we got to vote people out of office and aren't willing to do their job. Well, that too. <laughs> we have got a, uh, we've got a great guest, but go ahead, Don, jump in there. What I don't understand, and perhaps uh, I asked this of uh, people in New York City, why do politicians uh, seem to favor the, the, the homeless on the streets over the people that pay the taxes. It, it's always been a mystery to me why they are so much more important than uh, people uh, living in the apartments in, the, uh, uh, in New York City. Do you have well, I don't think it's, Yeah, I, I don't think it's a case of them favoring the homeless at all. I mean, I think they're abandoning the homeless. They leave them on the streets. I mean, I think it's they're, they're just leaving them there to rot. I mean, it's a horrible way to describe it, but that's what's happening. I don't think that they're favoring them at all. I mean, if they were... I mean, if they were at least giving them the benefit of the doubt, we would be creating, um, you know, rehabilitation programs. We'd be taking advantage of military bases that could be used that are no longer military bases, hospitals that went out of business, use those buildings, you know, hotels that go out of business, use those buildings, create modern facilities to rehabilitate these people and, and get them back to maybe getting a job, but getting them off the streets. I mean, there's a, they've completely abandoned them, totally. And, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real shame. They don't want to be involved in helping them out at all. Yeah, um, yeah. They're going about it the, whole, the wrong way. Yeah, if you recall, uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, whatever you feel about him, he got them off the streets for four or five years. It is as one police are not permitted to round them up and put them in those places. 
that it seems to me uh, the problem. I've always been surprised when people, uh, if you go to San Francisco, which used to be, the, you know, such a gorgeous city, and you, you know, you literally have to step over them in San Francisco. Um, you know, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's a mess. It's it's a total mess in San Francisco. I mean, again, with that the latest statistic, where sixty, seventy percent of them have have caught the virus. I mean, again, it's just abandoning them. You know, letting them stay on the streets. And I also think that you know what they do is they uh, make up this excuse that you know if they want to stay on the streets, it's okay. Let them stay on the streets, but. Most of these people are are mentally ill and don't know the difference. And you know they need they need help. They need to be helped off the streets, not abandoned on the streets. Yeah. And unfortunately, our politicians don't want to get involved. I mean, they just you know what what what, what Mayor De Blasio is doing right now in, in Manhattan. And he's been doing this for the last year. Is he's uh, gone on a spending spree to rent about ninety buildings in the city uh, to make into shelters. Uh, these ninety buildings are. Uh, you know they're owned by slumlords. The slumlords are making a ton of money off them. I mean, they're making a billion dollars. I mean, it's a billion dollars that he's spending, and it's really not addressing the problems on the street. Most of the the uh, homeless people that are on the streets don't really want to go in for rehabilitation. I mean, they don't want to go into these shelters because they 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 get beat up or they get robbed. So Have you he's ever not really been inside people. one of those? Would you? Uh, I wouldn't send my worst enemy to one of those places. Wait, I mean, they're not, they're not friendly. Go ahead. No, unfortunately, I've been in the so, several of Mayor, uh, the quote of New York Post, Mayor Putz's, unquote, uh, buildings, and absolutely uh, ran from the place, and I've covered 14 wars. So, I mean, we're treating these people worse in those buildings than we uh, the refugee camps that I've seen in Africa. Uh, you know. Right, uh, exactly. Well, it's all about, you know, it's optics. It's all about optics. They, they want to give the public the impression that they're actually helping the homeless and they're doing the right thing by writing out these big checks and uh, or by letting people stay on the street if they want because they're, they're being the nice people by letting them stay there. But in the end, they're really not helping the homeless. They're not helping anybody out, and they're creating a more dangerous situation. I mean, as time goes on, you're going to have a lot more buildup of homeless people on the streets unless we do something about it, and it's going to get worse yeah. and worse. And, you know, we definitely don't want to see a, a new virus down the road developed from that. I mean, there was a virus in San Diego several years back, and, um, you know, it was it impacted the homeless population where 500 people got impacted by it, 20 of which died from it. Um, so we really, you know, we want to avoid having anything, an outbreak like that. It was a hepatitis virus in San Diego. And you want to avoid having something like that because that could be very, very dangerous. And I think we, I, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're, we're awakened now by this, virus that maybe we need to do we need to address the homeless situation on the street more i'm hoping that's the case we have got a great guest with us today he joins us live here in our broadcast and uh from time to time we always uh like to bring in michael uh with us today to discuss the uh, crisis level homeless epidemic um he is a community advocate and president of new york's central park south civic and uh what do you make of this Santa Clara County, uh, some of these folks that uh, are, are dealing with their homeless problem uh, down there, and uh, they're, they're wanting to give new urgency to efforts to protect uh, a group of folks, uh, such as the homeless, and uh, giving them resources to fight the pandemic and everything? 
Well, I, I personally don't know too much about what's going on there, to be perfectly honest with you. But, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think that, that that's what we need to do. You need, you need to come up with resources that, to, uh, to, to help these people. I mean, what I, 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 we need drop-in centers, you know, in the city yes. to help people, help the homeless, where people can, uh, where you have a place where homeless can go for water and uh, for meals and to be tested to see if they have the virus. And unfortunately, we're, we're, we're going to find out that the more we test, the more we find out that they actually have the virus and they pass it around to quite a few people. I mean, this, this created a very dangerous situation. I mean, to have 263,000 people with this virus. And, you know, when you look at statistics, the 263 is probably 350,000 or maybe 400,000, wow. you know, people that probably have the virus. And uh, it's being passed around all over the place. And the city, you know, the cities are doing absolutely nothing to really uh, try to, to uh, do any kind of interference with this. And uh, I would say too little, too late. I heard that they're putting some homeless people into hotels and stuff as we speak. But, you know, too little, too late. I mean, it's a reactive approach. You know, the problem is as bad as it can get. Now we'll do something about it. But it's really not going to amount to much anymore because... If the virus has already been passed around, it's going to get worse and worse before it gets better. So, John, sitting back and listening to, to Michael and, and Don chat here, uh, do, you have, do you have any questions for, for our expert today? Uh-oh, I think his... I think his Skype failed on him. I think his internet just fell. <laughs> just as I went to go call on him, I I I, I, I feel I'm like still a, here. Th- you- there we are. I can I can hear you. Yeah, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Okay. I was saying I can't speak much to the New York thing, but I know here in Wichita, um, they've done like you said, sir. The they've got some hotel rooms for some of the people. Do you think part of the problem is a lot of them just don't want to get off the street, or they're too scared to get off the street? because they didn't handle it well before? Well, I think it's a combination of what you said. I mean, a lot of them, uh, well, a lot of them are mentally ill, so yeah. it's just easier for them just to stay on the street under their blankets, covered up, and, you know, uh, and being very depressed all day long. So they stay on the streets. They don't want to go into the shelters because when they do go in the shelters, they get beat up and robbed. So yeah. you know, it's definitely a combination of what you said. And uh, so the, that problem has to be addressed, and it can only be addressed through rehabilitation. But the, the, the thing is this, we've got to get people off the streets. Otherwise, it's going to get worse and worse. Right now, you have about 600,000 homeless throughout the country that are living on the street. That 600,000 becomes a million, two million. When does it stop? And we have no programs in place. What I like to do and like to see happen is for there to be a summit between some of the major states that, have, that are really affected by the homeless crisis, uh, have a summit with the president, federal government, and let's come up with some solutions. And let's get things going on it because uh, let's do it now. Let's not wait until it gets to the point where it's so bad. Well, are, but are we neglecting uh, the very important part? We've uh, told our police uh, that they cannot push these uh, people away from the door uh, anymore. And again, in my walk from from Port Authority across some of the, uh, to Park Avenue in, in New York, they're, they're sitting, they're in the doorway, they're in their cardboard uh, 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 shelters, and, uh, you know, you have to step over them. To me, that's uh, civil disobedience. Yes, they may be uh, mentally uh, incapacitated, which is what uh, we have uh, institutions for, and, uh but we also have the police power 
to, to send them, they have to be someplace. Maybe it's infringing on their individual rights, but whether those individual rights trump in our individual rights. That, that well, I mean, there's a law. Yeah, there, there's a law in place that basically states that, you, you know, unless they're a danger to themselves and a danger to the public, you can't really remove them from the streets, which I think this law needs to be revised a little bit, you know, because otherwise it's, this thing continues to get out of control. It's really a terrible law. It really is. Well, again, it's a bunch of humanitarians who aren't there, aren't in the street, uh, who don't have to face it every day. Uh, there's a doorman on Fifth Day, on Park Avenue that I, I've known now 20 years. And, uh, you know, every, every time I talk to him, he talks about that there's two or three people that come and, and pluck themselves in the, uh, on, the front, on the front of their property on Park, Park Avenue. And for those who are not familiar in, in, a, in the rest of the country, it's a pretty tony neighborhood. And the, the apartments there go for a, a one bedroom for two million dollars. Yeah, well, you know the, the the mayor the mayor loves the optics of that. You know he likes putting he likes for whatever reason and, and to me it's, it it sounds sick but he likes the idea of homeless people being in communities in wealthier communities because he feels that uh, you know every community should have their share of the homeless on the streets. It shouldn't just be limited to certain communities. It should be open to all communities. And but even with shelters, he opens shelters everywhere, even in the you know the wealthiest areas, uh, like right near Central Park. He opens up shelters because he feels that uh, he likes the optics of that. He likes the way that looks. So he's more into that than he is about actually coming up with good solutions to help these people. Well, uh, Michael, as we wrap up here with you, my friend, how do we find you online and uh, get your material and everything else? Sure, www.centralparkcivicassociation.com. That's www.centralparkcivicassociation.com. Fantastic. And we're there. You can find us. <laughs> well, well, that's good. Well, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, sir. Thanks for coming in and chatting with us. It's my pleasure. Uh, everybody stay healthy, most important. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, uh, so Don and John, we are uh, gonna try to get. I don't know if this this will work because uh, we're 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 having we're having a lot of success with technology, and usually that means we're headed for uh, something bad to happen. <laughs> um, so I am going to see if I can get uh, Mr. Josh Bernstein in here because. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Maybe. No, uh, don't worry. I've got a great topic for you. <laughs> we have to fill some air time. Because <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get Josh in here because uh, he, is, uh, he is out. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.